Welcome to We Don't Know That, the podcast where we talk about things we clearly know nothing about. This is Chris. This is Zichi. This is Irv. And for the very first time ever, we have a special guest on the show. Um, special guest, do you want to introduce yourself? And uh, how, how do we want to do this? Do you want to like say a fun fact about yourself or like two truths and a lie or something? Um, I don't know, but What's hi, the worst every- <laughs> injury you had? That's a good one. I've never broken a <laughs> bone. I've actually never broken a bone okay, <laughs> in my life. But... Hello, everybody. I'm Tiffany. I'm excited to be here. And for my fun fact, I don't know. I I play four instruments. I don't really play them anymore, but I grew up oh, playing four oh. instruments. So I guess Which that's fun. Yeah, what four instruments? So I did piano, right? Yeah, yep. We all, yeah. Well, Chris mm. is really good at piano. For those who don't know, that's a fun fact about Chris. I'm, Chris is really I'm good okay. at piano. Um, <laughs> early, so I did piano. I did guitar after that, and then I was like, my guitar is way too big, so I picked up ukulele, of course. And this was also when like Tumblr was a huge thing, and then it was cool to play the ukulele on Tumblr. Um, and then I played the drums for a little bit, but I don't know if I really count that. Oh, I don't know you played the drums. Yeah, it was like I also was, did not know that. Like the was, full set drums. Yeah, and my dad's a, like a really good, really really good drums, but I only played mm. it very minimally. But I know how. You guys have a drum set? Yeah, like a we actually have like a full band set up in my basement. It's what very, very insane. That sounds lit. Yeah, my family's so like very. We've musical. known you for what? We've known you for like. 10 8 10 years now and this is the first time <laughs> i'm here having a full band set you guys are like a family band like yeah just do tours and stuff no actually though like it's a whole like we have like a mixer and like a whole drum Ooh. set and amps and stuff like it's pretty crazy but it's like a it's Tiffany. honestly very very like it's very typical of vietnamese families like tiffany on the beat <laughs> <laughs> that's actually like one of the coolest facts i've or fun facts i've heard in a while wow. like a little family band mix yeah it's... going on whenever you guys want no it's very very common but yeah excited awesome. to be here thanks guys yes thanks for coming coming on i think a lot of the times when we do talk about topics we we talk about them at a very high level and i think from what I've heard and from what from what you've told me, we're, we miss out on a lot of these details. <laughs> so hopefully you can kind of fill in the gaps on some of the things we can talk about today, and of course offer some new perspective. So can we clarify what along. high level means for those non IT heads like me? Because <laughs> I didn't know what high level meant. To me, it sounded like you just bragged about our podcast. <laughs> oh, actually, wait, is that not like a common term? Yeah, that no. I it seems pretty. Com- like just like yeah. like very high oh, level as in like no details like the overview overall summary right like just giving the the main points without really diving into the details like tiff yeah she explained the best <laughs> usually when i think of high level it means like detailed like very expert really case. yeah i mean oh how what would the opposite description of high level be? Well, it's not really opposite. I, I like. I mean, what I hear most of the time is surface level, very surface level. That works too. I mean, okay. they're they're synonymous, so you can use them yeah. either way. Take a deep but yeah, dive. But normally, if like a business exec wants like a high level, level overview, mm-hmm. you know, they they're they're very busy all the time. They they just want the the quick facts and the things that like matter to them because they obviously don't have the time for it. So you give them a high-level explanation. Mm-hmm. Thanks. But yeah. Did not know that was, uh, I guess, not common knowledge. Well, it's just me, so maybe I'm just not <laughs> <laughs> common. Small sample size. So, Tiff, what, what have you been doing during uh, coronavirus quarantine? What have you been doing to, to keep yourself busy? Have you picked up any new hobbies or any new interests? Um, no new hobbies. I feel okay. So during the beginning of quarantine, like March, April, May, a little bit of June, I was really on a heavy workout grind. Like I was, the, I had like the first week of quarantine, and I was like, I cannot be like super lazy and in bed. So I started working out, 
and it was pretty good. Honestly, my progress was really good. Um, Ooh, but I nice. kind of got demotivated and I still kind of work out here and there, but ah. definitely not as hard as I first started. Um, and then gym started opening back up. So I just, I'm, I'm definitely not going to the gym anytime soon. I mean, that's on Corona, but like, I don't know. Just that was my new, if anything, new hobby, quote unquote, that I picked up. But nothing crazy other than that. I, yeah, I mean, I haven't even started designing like anything, which is really sad. But I really need to work on my portfolio. And so that's oh, portfolio. Yeah. So does that? I don't know how to smoothly transition to this, but you want to explain like what you do. Okay. <laughs> High level, I guess. <laughs> okay, so for those who don't know me, I I call I guess I call myself a designer. So I mean my, my job title is really just a visual design consultant, but I do a lot of graphic design, I dabble in user interface design, user experience research. Um, but my job primarily has me doing mostly visual graphics. So um, the new, I don't know that logo, the one with the neon and stuff, I made that. Oh, yeah. Um, we should have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> we're so. No, no. You guys did shout wow, me out. Wow. We're Yo, so inconsiderate. Yeah. I mean, we did, but like not in, the, um, not not, in this no, episode. No, it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. No. For go, that those didn't even know. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, that didn't even connect for me until you mentioned <laughs> it again. I'm so sorry. Yes. You are the best for designing it. And I, I will say, like, Tiffany just has the best eye for like just designing anything just like off the dome she like i think to be a designer you have to to have like some kind of natural knack to to see how things like mesh i don't know if you agree with that if that's like the designer's view no at least from what i've seen you're just like very on it no i agree um you actually have to train your eye like that's a that's a real thing like you have to train your eye to really see little details and like you know alignment and everything so no you're not wrong but yeah that's what i do well, again shout out <laughs> shout out to tiffany for designing our logo uh again sorry for not remembering that <laughs> no but don't be sorry it's amazing i i will say i've tried to so like i guess on the default like podcast logo it doesn't show the new and improved version and I haven't been able to figure out how to like get it to show across all the episodes, but you can select it for each individual episode. So it's just like an annoying technicality that I have to worry about. But if you do see like a way better looking, we don't know that logo, assume that's Tiffany <laughs> and it looks really good. The one with the circle. <laughs> yeah. The yes, one the one with the circle. Like, um, like Times yeah. of Neon Lights. I just got very like... <laughs> Times New Roman. I just got very like... I don't know, neon sign, like, vibes from this podcast when I first heard it. Like, that's just the, the mm-hmm. feel that I got. Exactly. Like, it yeah. just goes back to, like, the designer's <laughs> eye again. Like, it's a very natural thing that just, like, comes to you. So, thank you again. You're the best. Of course. But to to move on to the, the fun stuff. So, I actually saw a news notification today um, about Mulan coming to uh streaming services for thirty dollars yeah i think thirty dollars and the reason like disney wants to put it out um for that much is because they've lost like five billion dollars in operating profit or revenue whatever the uh, exact business term for um you know their sales is but because they've lost so much considering the coronavirus um situation they have to upcharge their rental price to $30 for Mulan. So my question to you guys is, <laughs> is it worth it? <laughs> Would you well, guys pay $30 no. to watch the new Mulan? No, because nah. you're already paying the Disney Plus subscription anyway. So That's crazy. So you have to, play, <laughs> you have to pay for the subscription and the Yeah, $30? exactly. I think. Sounds whack. If anything, they should have priced it like movie ticket level. Like I feel like people yeah. could consider yeah, buy- people would least. consider buying it if it was like twelve dollars, you know, fifteen dollars, but thirty dollars is exactly, way right. too much. That's crazy. You know, I think but- maybe the assumption is that you would like share it, share that price with with other people, but also at the same time, like why would you 
want to be like meeting up with people to like watch the movie. I, I feel like it's kind of counterintuitive, um, especially like, considering the current situation. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. No, I'll go ahead. <laughs> wasn't she? Was, okay, so like, what, wasn't the movie already kind of getting um, uh, boycotted because the main actress is in support of um, mainland China? With the whole Hong Kong situation, yeah, she's in support oh. of the police. Yeah, I like a that. lot of um, that. Hong Kong protesters are really against the movie and tell oh, people to be against the movie too. Yeah, yeah, oh, that is new news to me. <laughs> that that kind of changes my uh, perception a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I only know there was backlash because well, they took I out think... the songs, right? They took out the songs. Yeah, there's, too. there's no yeah, more. Yeah, that was the initial. They took out yeah. the songs and a, and a lot of the uh, characters. But there's no up. more uh, Mushu. There's no more mm-hmm. the guy. That, that was just to be like his, culturally. His name. That was just to be like culturally sensitive because yeah. that's not like. Really yeah, they didn't want it to. I, I mean, I love the first Mulan, but in a lot of ways, it, it is like Americanized in a way. But yes. they did want to go for like a more grounded like realistic version which I, I don't know if i really agree with because the original mulan is like kind of um how do you say it? it's like the cornerstone for like disney movies for me it's my favorite disney movie mm-hmm. but i don't know having that 30 dollar rent price already like puts me off so i guess hearing this news about the main actress supporting uh mainland china's um <laughs> so you're off you know, strict laws on hong kong kind of solidifies <laughs> the fact that like i probably won't be renting it anyways you know what's um you know what they could have done though instead of just they could have just renamed it if they want to do a whole different type of uh reboot for it if they don't want to do like music and stuff like how they how they did uh the jungle book they came out with the more i don't know if it's more grounded i didn't i don't think i watched it i think it definitely was um oh uh, yeah I, didn't they come yeah. out with a moogly movie like it was like the jungle book the live action one then they had Mo- wait what's his name Mowgli Mowgli yeah did they have did that I've release never, yet I don't know yeah. and the Mowgli one was <laughs> the Mowgli one is way more grounded so they could have done like a Mulan they didn't they shouldn't have named it Mulan they should have just named it a, something different and have like a total rebranding of the story but the Mowgli uh, version was no, a non Disney co- version right it was Jungle like, Book that wasn't right? by Disney ah I think it, it was Jungle Book right yeah, Jungle Book. I thought it was just straight up called like Jungle Book. The, the, so had, there was a there was a Jungle Book live action remake yeah. made by Disney, but then right. there was also a Mowgli non Disney version that was also like live action. I, I believe like isn't Disney oh, like no. super Sorry. strict with their copyright and like all that stuff? Like, the, it would yeah, be, like, yeah. I would imagine. That. I think all those rights and stuff. I think Irv's looking it up real quick. Yeah, but it's the Jungle the Book came out originated. In I've never uh, seen the Jungle Book, so honestly, I can't. Speak. I also have not. <laughs> I can't it's speak called on it's this. called Mowgli: Legend of the Jungle. Really, you've never seen like the animated version? Like Jungle no. Book is vicious. That's a good movie. No. Yeah, it's a, I, it's like a, yeah. It's honestly, a nice movie. I was never a Disney person growing up. I I was Nick Cartoon Network. Like I was never really Disney. I mean, I don't yeah. think I watch any Disney things. But, besides, I mean, like, those are the top two. Like Cars. Mm-hmm. Cars is good. <laughs> cars. I've never seen Cars either. You haven't seen Cars? No. That's lame, dude. I've seen I mean, the Cars whole concept one, is just kind of one and two, don't you think? Talking Cars. I mean, it's a kids yeah. movie. <laughs> it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> out of out of context, it sounds crazy, but also at the same time, it's a Disney it's, movie. Yeah. It's a kids also, movie that I, is I think, watched, I think, like, I think my favorite is Monsters or... Inc. Oh, Monsters Inc. was watch Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. was Pixar too. though, right? Was it, was it was it Disney Pixar? Uh, or... Disney Pixar, yeah. Pixar is Pixar is Disney. Is it? Is it Disney Pixar? It is. But but oh, like DreamWorks not a... isn't Disney. Oh, okay, wait, but so but not everything is technically Pixar Disney, right? Like some movies are just straight up. Disney. So Pixar is an animation studio working within Disney. But Disney will also put out their own yeah. animated mm-hmm. movies strictly from like the Disney studios. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you know the Pixar universe versus like the regular Disney universe. You might have seen. Oh. I don't know like, YouTube theories. The about, theory videos of how they're all yeah. interconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the yeah the Pixar universe is its own little bubble. So movies in that world are it's the latest Pixar movie like The Incredibles, uh, Ratatouille. Oh, I'd love those that are 
Pixar, all those movies are so good. Ratatouille is beautiful. Um, but a Disney movie would be like Frozen or Moana. Oh, okay. So oh, that makes those sense. Those are like okay. Yeah, those are separate universes. That makes sense. Think of it like this. So I, I think the Disney movies have like Disney princesses, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But the Pixar movies are just like regular animated movies in the sense that like you know it's like a typical. I don't want to say typical. Typical isn't the right way to describe Pixar movies because they're great. But yeah, I, I, w- I would distinguish it with the Disney princess thing for Disney movies. No, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, co- copyright is annoying. <laughs> Gets really confusing, especially when you go into things like Marvel, Sony, mm-hmm. 21st Century Fox. I'm, sh- I'm sure like there's still Sony a ton of- owns they- Spider-Man, but they Disney- own the game Spider-Man, but yet they're getting the exclusive rights to Spider-Man in the Avengers game. It's really I think confusing. I think Disney does a really good job of having like I, don't know. I know their movies and like for in terms of their movies they have like a really good t- uh, storytelling. I guess. Pixar is really good. Yeah, they have some. It's yeah. really it's I really tough. You're right. Mm-hmm. For like, mm-hmm. especially for like a children's like thing, it's really pretty good storytelling. I think they have universal appeal. So like, regardless of what age you watch it at, like, sure you can not like it, but I, I know a lot of people who still thoroughly enjoy Disney movies because they still have that appeal, like even at our age as like young twenty year olds or if I would say even if I was like a young parent, let's say like early thirties to um early forties, there's still something you could get out of like a kid's show or like a Disney movie. Um that obviously is catered specifically towards kids, but is still meant to like have a little bit of you know, that appeal for the older generation. Um, I don't know, and like subtle jokes that they'll maybe like slip in that might be like considered dirty um, that like kids obviously won't pick up on immediately, but, you know, adults will. And they're not like super raunchy, but it's it's still stuff that like kids wouldn't immediately put up on. And I, I think Disney and, and other, um, you know, kids show networks like Cartoon Network, Nick, do a pretty good job <laughs> on for for the most part. I, I, Speaking I, of Disney, I, actually, oh, oh, go ahead, Ted. Uh, no, no, no. I was just gonna <laughs> add on to that, but honestly, we can move topic. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm just like yeah. very like anti. At first, when Disney Plus came out, honestly, I was very anti Disney Plus <laughs> because I was like, you know what? Disney and actually a lot of companies monetize off of nostalgia. Like everybody was mm-hmm. so hyped to be on this Disney Plus train. And again, I wasn't a Disney person growing up, so that's is probably where my opinion comes from. Like, why would you want to rewatch shows like that, you know, are obviously not gonna be the same when you were a kid? Like, I'm not gonna watch like Sweet Life of Zach and Cody at my grown age and like feel like I'm gonna be like, you know, like I can't relate. You know? Like and I feel like they, a lot of it was, I mean, I don't know the demographics and who actually, you know, uses Disney Plus. I'm sure a lot of parents buy it for their kids and stuff, you know, but, you know, of course, like my timeline and all my feeds on social media, you know, they were all talking about Disney Plus and everything. And I was just like, I don't get it. Like, it's just, the, it's just heavy on the nostalgia. And then Disney also does so many remakes and reboots of shows, you know, like they, they tried to reboot, like, maybe they already did. I don't know if that's so Raven and like, they always do like um, reunions and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know, like they see the opportunity because I think our generation and our age range is very obsessed with like nostalgia and yep. 90s and all that. So that's my yeah, think- my take on it. <laughs> as soon as I, after I watched like all the Star Wars content, like I watched, like I rewatched the like, six movies, and then I watched <laughs> the Clone Wars season seven, and then Mandalorian, and I unsubscribed because there's nothing on there. Like I don't yeah. want to watch Disney stuff. <laughs> exactly. That's honestly such I mean, a good fa- point because. Or right, go ahead, CG. Sorry. I was just gonna say my family just has it, like, you know, just to have it, but just to have it. I was gonna yeah. watch the Mandalorian, but I, I never ended up getting to it. But, Mandalorian's I mean, fire. It's a, it's a it it's, it looks like a nice like little service if you have like children around exactly you could like get those movies for pretty cheap somewhere else like i don't there's just like a lot of nothing i feel like you're right like the nostalgia thing people are so obsessed with nostalgia like they won't even want to watch a new batman because of christian bale or they want to they're they're, like stuck on Uh, Tobey Maguire's spider-man 
<laughs> Come on, man. You guys don't. The, you guys bad, really never want to is... see another version of this story told again, live action, because of one dude. They're really good, mm-hmm. but like, you know, damn. Yeah, these are all really good points. I honestly have not used like I have Disney Plus too, but I haven't used it other than watching the exclusives for like Star Wars, so Clone Wars, Mandalorian. But I've never. I, maybe at some point I will in like the near they're future. They're gonna have some Marvel exclusives. Yeah, they they have Marvel, so like they have all the Marvel movies, so that's nice to have too. But I haven't recently, or like even ever since have, purchasing Disney Plus, had the urge to like go back and watch Sweet Life of Zack and Cody or like Hannah exactly. Montana. Even yeah, so it's actually a really good point that they're like kind of riding that nostalgia train and just like having that all out there. Like that, that is a really cool concept, but. As a consumer, it's kind of manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> Another big thing that has been uh, you know, circulating around recently is just the the idea of TikTok and like the the ban that Donald Trump has has recently, um, you know, proposed in the U.S. at least. Um, and how actually Tiffany shared me shared with me an interesting piece about. Um, you know, Gen Z and kind of this younger generation that's very reliant on TikTok um, and them kind of fighting back towards the, um, you know, the idea of like banning the social media app that has essentially changed their lives for the better. Um, it's like acted as a, this coping mechanism in times of, uh, you know, despair, like especially during uh, coronavirus. But what do you guys think about this? Tif- Tiffany, since you shared the <laughs> initial like, uh, controversies with me. I, I think it was like a Twitter post that you shared with me about Gen Z and these tic- TikToker generation, you know, being up in arms about the TikTok ban. What What do you think? Right. Uh, I have, I don't know if I could consider them strong opinions about this, but for those who don't know which Twitter post I'm talking about, um, it kind of went viral, but most of the, the quoted replies went viral because a lot of the quoted replies were making fun of Gen Z. Um, it was essentially just this girl and she tweeted, she was like a letter to Donald Trump. And it was like, by you taking away TikTok, you're hurting so many people who use this platform to, you know, release their emotions and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, and a lot of people were just like, Donald Trump isn't going to read this. Like, you know, lots of memes on her. So I think person, and then a lot of people were calling Gen Z soft because of it. You know, like they're taking away an app and you're crying about it, essentially. And honestly, I, I don't want to go as far as to call them, you know, soft, but I do think it's, they're definitely kind of blowing it, you know, way more than it needs to be. Um, I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that serious. Um, I think like we, as people move on from things so quickly platform to platform and like our generation like we went through so many social media platforms like we all came from like my, like myspace to you know facebook to twitter like we hopped on all types of different social media trains and you know and like i kind of see that with tiktok too like people are just going to find the next platform to express themselves and it's not going to be any different um, the, I think the only thing with TikTok is that they had a very advantageous algorithm. Um, and I actually just made this comment to someone earlier. Like, what if Twitter had like a for you page where you could just see tweets tailored, you know, for you, like funny tweets, like all of that stuff. It's kind of similar to Instagram's explore page. But I think Instagram from just a, I mean, personally, from like a user interface perspective, it's just it just lacks for me a little bit. Um, so I think TikTok really had a really good algorithm and like they're, they made a whole experience out of it. So, you know, um, just coming from like the tech perspective, videos auto playing automatically, it was easy to just mindlessly scroll through stuff. And, and again, they had their algorithm really tailored to what people like. And I think that's why a lot of people got addicted and a lot of people got obsessed. And of course, all the video editing options and everything. So. I think generally people will just find the next platform to hop onto. Um, like if Twitter enabled some type of for you page and you can make content and see content like that, I feel like it's almost the same thing, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's how actually, I see it. 
it's interesting you bring that up because Instagram is actually planning on implementing some kind of TikTok version um, on their own platform. So similar to what they did with Snapchat and stealing the Mm. idea of stories, um, they also want to implement some kind of 15 second or however long uh, TikTok videos normally are um, into their, their platform. So that just makes me wonder if TikTok were banned or, you know, restrictions were um, implemented into it. And I'm, I'm way more in favor of the, the latter, not just like an outright ban. That, that would set some crazy precedents just from uh, like a technology perspective. Um, we can talk about that a little later. But I think if Instagram were to offer that option, you know, all the TikTokers would be able to easily move over to Instagram and have that ability. And given the fact that, at least from what I've seen, Instagram stories seem to to be just as popular, if not more, than like Snapchat stories now because it's all consolidated in one app. I can definitely see that happening with this like new TikTok uh, variant as well. So I I think I would agree that... <laughs> The, the younger generation is maybe a little too passionate about TikTok. Like, it is a very unique, I guess, social media experience. But at the same time, like you said, I agree with all your points about there, there being another uh, technology platform, social media platform that they could probably move over to in the future. I think also, like, the audience. So TikTok was a lot of Gen Z for sure. And I think that's why they connected so well with the platform and with each other. But you know, with Instagram, if they adopt that same algorithm, that same type of system, I don't think it would go as well. Because even now, I think a lot of people don't like Instagram because it's just influencer culture, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's all fake. Like, it's really annoying to look at, like, because, you know, everything's just fake and a lie on there. So I don't foresee that going well. You know, um, like I said, I think a lot of it has to do with who exactly is on each platform. now, And it's like that, you know, Facebook is full of, you know, way older people than us. And we've all migrated to Twitter. And it's I think there's different, you know, audience levels to each platform, which is probably why. Sure. Yeah. There's there's a different appeal to to every platform for sure. Zichi Irv, do you guys have TikTok? No. Oh wait, no, I do. Shit. I, <laughs> I don't think I deleted it. But like I also don't care if it gets shut down. I mean, that's just me because I don't use it that much. I have like a couple that meme floated. But um no, I think I do I did delete it actually. But I was thinking like, yeah, to add on to Tiffany's thing, like social media platforms kinda come and go. Like I got into Yik Yak kinda late, but as soon as I got uh-huh. into Yik Yak, it kinda got like taken yeah, down. I like, I never social media Yik-Yak. things. I mean, because, like, you could, like, ask for, like, uh, meal swipes in, at the VC. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of cool. It was, like, a it was like a, a Reddit, a local Reddit. Like, you could have, no. like, just quick replies and stuff. Tech, what was it, yeah? Tech Yik Yak was so racist. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That was bad. Yeah. The ones that I have. Tic Yik Yak, um, Tech, or <laughs> Tech in Any place where you can post anonymously that... is dangerous. That's facts. I think VCU is pretty wholesome, though. Except for yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess in the meal swipe <laughs> version, but I was saying, but yeah, just to add on to Tiffany's thing, like in general, like, like things like come and go. It just sucks that this one might be a ban from like a president, where uh, like for Vine, for instance, Vine was the TikTok back in the day, so yeah. I mean, it got I mean, taken down. I think that I don't know. I think that TikTok has helped a lot of people, like you know, get like a huge like platform. Saying like blow up there's like artists that have blown up off of tiktok there's a bunch of youtube influencers that are blown up off tiktok there's like you know entire like groups on tiktok so it's just like you just think about that aspect of how like people's like careers got like boosted or even started from tiktok it's just crazy to think about that uh the platform is gonna like be like you know apparently banned um entirely i don't know the logistics behind the band but that the fact that it's going to be like implemented in this. So our our lovely president actually walked back his statements a little bit because Microsoft is in talks to purchase to TikTok, buy, yeah. and I he's giving them until September fifteenth. I think that's the exact date um, to like complete the logistics of purchasing TikTok. If not, then you know the ban that he originally recommended 
might happen or you know other restrictions might be implemented but what i i guess the thing that bothers me about people who take this like quote-unquote ban out of context is they assume that um and i I guess i'm (laughs) talking in like as the older generation to like gen z or no we're, we're gen z right yeah we're like in the middle right like zoomers where uh, well anyways i i I think where people get a little confused is they assume that donald trump just wants to ban tiktok outright because you know it's like a huge anti-trump sentiment platform and you know he's just using it because you know he's obviously like as narcissistic as he is and as much as i disagree with everything donald trump does there is like some basis in like the ban and like i mentioned the ban would set like some crazy precedents about just banning any ap- application that he might see as like a national security threat but where the tiktok i guess like ban controversy comes in is uh they believe that because tiktok is actually a chinese owned company by this company named uh ByteDance they're susceptible to being overtaken by the Chinese government at any time, which, as many people know, is this authoritarian communist party that basically has complete control and censorship of you know internet going um, into China. And there's been a lot of anti-Chinese sentiment that has been ramping up the past few months or so, especially with the coronavirus and with things like TikTok and like the technology war. And I don't want to go into like all these details, but that's where. I guess the idea of a ban is coming from just because these relations between these two countries are at an all-time high and it's it's an option that you know might seem like it would fix things like off the bat but again it would set the idea that a president could just or like anyone in like a position of power could um essentially ban or take out any application or technology that they feel is a quote-unquote um to like the safety of the people and that kind of puts us at the same level as like other places you know that have already done so and i what i mean by that are like other authoritarian governments and whatnot so i didn't mean to get too serious but that's where (laughs) just to give some background to that wasn't there an issue too, like where TikTok also got like a lot of information off of your phone? Yeah, so that's like another thing. Kid, so yeah. officially, it what officially what people are saying is that it mines as much data as much as like a social media app like Facebook or Twitter. And actually, where where the differ where it differs is just the the nature of the social media app itself. So with Facebook and Twitter. They're meant to be very personal social media platforms. Like Facebook, you can divulge as much information as you want, as little information as you want. What's collecting things like your birthday, um, you know, your name, various posts that you can that you just post over time. They're essentially building a, a social profile on you that they can use to, um, you know, generate and assume other information about you. But with TikTok. You're essentially if you're if you're not posting videos, you know, you're just liking TikTok videos. And based on that, you would think that data collection isn't um you know, insane and you would they wouldn't be able to get that much uh privacy information off you. But where this data collection controversy is coming from, um, you know, few there there have been a, a good amount of security researchers like um who just kind of do like mobile app security on the side um, who have reverse engineered TikTok and found that they actually do about the same level as of data collection as like social media applications like Facebook, Twitter, um, or even more so even just based on like how the the application um, is built. So that that's where the controversy about the data collection is coming in as well. But again, it's not nothing officially confirmed, but that's what people have um, have claimed who have done like research um, and like have successfully been able to uh, reverse engineer the application through like you know technical means. But again, it's nothing confirmed. But 
it's going to be interesting to see where this this TikTok roller coaster goes. It seems like it's like it's almost like oh, if China's collecting our information, it's so bad. But as long as you know the USA does it, like we're okay. <laughs> like that's what it's sounding like. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. that's <laughs> this this is eerily reminiscent of like what happened during with the whole face app thing. It is, yeah. I think it was like, mm, oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That wasn't that was this summer. It was last. Yeah, that was like uh, last <laughs> last summer. Last summer, my bad. Oh that's my god, twenty twenty. No, you're just my like, view of time. Oh, time. God. <laughs> last summer. Last summer. But yeah, I guess I guess where Speaking the, the like, controversy with that was, um, it was a it was a Russian made app. Right. So again, similar right. accusations as uh, you know, the Russian government is behind it. They could overtake it at any time, and the government or our government, the U.S. government, um, took swift action to make sure it was banned. Um, so it is very similar to what's happening now, and I think um, the stakes are a lot higher because TikTok's used by like two billion users around the world, or something like that. Some crazy number um, has global appeal. And countries already have taken action to like ban it, so it's not like it's unprecedented in the context of the world. It would be unprecedented in the context of the U.S. and their control over mm-hmm. technology. Um, so yeah, again, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a ride for sure. Yeah, social media has like a lot of different things going on too. Um, like a popular like hashtags and stuff like a popular hashtag going on right now is the um challenge accepted on instagram does anyone want to talk about that tiffany special guest <laughs> <laughs> special guest i know chris doesn't even have instagram <laughs> i don't but um, i i do know about these these trends i think i've seen it a couple of times i've i'm still um, in the okay, know so even for though those so for those who aren't aware, there's like a trend going around on social media where a woman um, will post a black and white photo of herself or themselves. And um, it's essentially to raise awareness about the missing and, and I believe missing and murdered and domestically abused woman in, or in Turkey. Um, and how there's a lot of them going missing and, and murdered and and such every day. Um, I think that's right. I think there's a lot of controversy on whether that's where the true origins come from. But it's essentially to raise awareness of that because they would post a lot of black and white images of these missing women and, and girls in Turkey um, to search for them. So... I think the whole thing, I mean, Instagram challenges in general and, and chains like this, like, you know, going back to the Black Lives Matter movement and when people would do Blackout Tuesday and even the, the story tag, you know, tag 10 friends who think Black Lives Matter and don't break the chain, you know, all that stuff I feel is purely, I mean, I think that people have good intentions, of course. You know, I don't doubt that some people don't have good intentions behind them, but I do think they're a little bit performative only. And, and that's if, and that's if too, of course, you're not providing any information to, to add on to, you know, the challenge or if you partake in it. So I don't mind it, but, you know, I'd like to see why you're doing it and then the resources and how it can help. You know, I, you know, I love to see your face, you know, in black and white on my, my Instagram feed, but, you know, I would rather see, you know, action items I can take, you know, petitions I can sign, like GoFundMe's I can donate to, um, you know, how can I help immediately? Um, I think, of course, all challenges bring a good deal of awareness. You know, people probably wouldn't know any of this was happening if it weren't for these black and white photos popping up everywhere. But again, with that, we have to take the next step, right? We have to inspire people to do more. Yeah. So I guess it kind of worked a little bit because I didn't, I just saw the Instagram posts and I just didn't know what it was. I thought it was just about, um, like, uh, um, shit. I thought it was just, uh, like, the issue of um uh the disparity between men and women in general like 
Um, but I didn't know it was about the Turkish. Mm. I didn't know it was the, a Turkey mm-hmm. only thing. So I guess like in a way, since that happened and since we're talking about it, you educated me about it. <laughs> so, yeah. but, but then also I get the point. It's like kind of performative. Yeah, but see, if if you, I mean, if you see these black and white photos and you just said, if you just saw a challenge accepted with like no context, would you take the extra step to, you know, research if they didn't provide you any type of links or context yeah. in their caption? Yeah, well, I didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, see, they, didn't, they don't really say anything. So, I mean, and really the only reason why now I'm finding out about it is because we have a podcast. So not everyone has a podcast where they just talk about things i i wasn't going to ask anybody because i just thought it was about bringing awareness to um like women's rights in general that's what i was gonna add on to so from what i've heard a lot of people don't know the context of how it actually started or um like you mentioned tiffany that's kind of muddled in terms of whether or not it actually stemmed from um the women in turkey but i think a lot of people and again we're everything's controversial nowadays but where the controversy comes in is that people were posting it without understanding where it actually came from so they were just posting um you know pictures of themselves in black and white with the hashtag challenge accepted uh just assuming it was about women's rights and you know being comfortable in your own skin or something like that um but not having the full story of that so i I guess that's where people some people um i guess that's where they came up in arms about some things. But again, yeah, having that context is, is super important. And if you do choose to partake in challenges like this, you know, don't just post a black square <laughs> without saying anything. If you want to actually help and not be performative, you know, say something about how you could donate to organizations that help uplift black lives or, you know, talk about, um, you know, the racial disparities of, you know, certain uh, ethnicities throughout the, like, history of the country or, you know, something to actually help get the conversation started other than just a hashtag and a picture that you post um, on Instagram without adding any context. Because you have to assume that people are lazy and they they won't do anything else other than just, like, scroll through uh, their Instagram feed or their Facebook feed. I think it's very... uh, presumptuous to assume that they will do that and very optimistic so if Mm -hmm. you have that like that former view of you know giving them that context off the bat then like what you did with irv right now you have the ability to just um you know influence and you know help spread that information so as long as you're doing it in a supportive way i i support participating in challenges like this right and i like to believe in the good in people you know i really like to believe that everybody has good intentions with things like this so i don't want to dog on people too much you know because i'm sure and you know like i said i i like to see the good in people so you know just you know be cognizant and and be educated on on everything you post and who you represent Mm. yeah and i I think just to add on to that real quick, um, a lot, I'm, I'm sure a lot of these people who do participate but, like, don't give, like, full context, like, they, I'm, I'm sure they don't mean to, like, not be supportive and they're, like, doing what they can to, to try and be. But, again, just just be open to, um, you know, I don't want to say criticism, but, like, additional information you hear and learning more about how you can help. Um, because at the end of the day, you probably aren't a bad person um, if you are like participating in these challenges, but you're not like giving enough context. Um, that's like bad to assume, but you know you should. People are good. I agree. <laughs> I, mean, I I think that yeah, uh, I want to think that most people have like positive intentions and that they're spreading awareness, and and they are. But I I also think that you know a lot of people do you know like you guys said. A lot of people do things for like clout or you know a few you know feel good points or to pat themselves on the back, and that really doesn't doesn't really uh benefit anyone in any type of situation. So I do agree with what you guys are saying. You know, spreading awareness, or spreading ways to help, spreading articles. You know, uh, just educating people, sending them towards donations, seeing how they can help the cause. 
of any type of you know cause that uh, is being spread, you know, whether it's BLM or the uh, the challenge accepted. I think that it's just very important to understand uh, what type of world these people are uh, uh, living in, you know, and that they might not be as privileged as you. So it's very important to you know use your privilege as an advantage to help them. It's kind of I just one last the blessing and it's kind of like a blessing and a curse of social media and like just being we're the age of information in general like information gets spread really fast and that's good because now we can like be more aware of our uh, of our world but then it kind of brings upon the age of trends and things becoming trendy rather than um, full on change that it can mm-hmm. bring so things die down because it in nature it was a trend when because it had started on on social media right. so. And you can't, like, point that out to any single person or root cause, yeah. which is, like, really sad. Um, you can't mm-hmm. just, like, immediately solve that issue with, with a ton of other issues, you know, not just, like, the trendy thing. World hunger, <laughs> poverty. Like, you can't just eliminate those right off the bat. But, um, yeah, the idea that it's become this kind of um, phenomenon is kind of... You just got to be cognizant. Good word, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sad times we're going through right now. And, like, something that kind of makes me uh, get out of those sad times sometimes is um, music. I like to listen to music. There's been a lot of good music that I think has come out mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, 2020 anyway. is not It's not lacking on the music. I'll say that, that is a positive. Job is consistent sure. fire. Yeah. Because I think these artists are just like you know they're just quarantined just like everyone else, so like they have like no choice. Right, they're just, they're just going off on their craft. Like that's that's all they can do. <laughs> just focus all their attention and love into producing good music. What what have you been listening to? Is it? Every- uh, you know, I've been listening to a lot of uh, you know, I've just I've just been getting all out of you know different genres. I've been listening to a lot of like you know, Uzi, a lot of the baby, a lot of a lot of hip hop, rap. But I've also been like delving into like alternative indie a little bit, you know. So just to you know broaden my ears now, I do I did pick up like you know music production. So you know it's good to have like a that's true a wide wide mm-hmm. range of music that you that you like. So, Again, shout out to Zichi for yeah. um, our intro and outro beat. Um, it's fire, and thank, thank he's the man. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the other three of you. Actually, Chris does the the stitching of the audio as he does the beats and um tiffany did our, our logo and i'm just kind of here I'll, I'll think of you have, you have your nice brain side Irv. yeah very smart what music have you been listening to tiffany um a lot of baby smooth um he's from detroit and i am very heavy on detroit rappers right now um <laughs> lots Ooh, of babies baby tj smooth. um yeah tjx6 um honestly i never really listened to tjx6 seriously but my boyfriend plays him a lot so i just been kind of you know been kind of oh observing <laughs> um he is hilarious uh lil keed album this friday excited for Shop that on one Cleveland three yeah new lil keed this friday um a lot of future a lot of pop smoke you know, RIP. RIP Saw Baby. Ugh, I love Saw Baby. Fire. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, you I, know what I want to talk yeah. about though? I, you know, what's been popular recently? People, artists releasing deluxe version of their album. It's like, who started this? Yeah, you know, like I think it's just a whole another album to me. Like, I, I, it's so long. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to listen to it all again. Like, it, mm. and you Why know, not just drop it. First. Yeah. And I hated the one deluxe. W- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Azuchi. Oh, oh no, no, no. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I hated the one deluxe because he mixed in the songs from the original one with the ones from the deluxe version. So I just felt like I had to re listen to the whole thing again. And it was just so long. And it just took so much of my time. And I was like, I don't even like, I didn't even like most of one to be honest. Only like one or two <laughs> songs. But the deluxe version yeah, was yeah. good. But. It was just like I had to release this whole thing. And I think that's why people do it or artists do it to re-promote their album. 
um, to like boost more streams or sales or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I feel like it's just in a whole entirely different album because they tack on like 12 songs. And I'm just like, why couldn't you just release a project? That's true. You know what's crazy? I, th- I think the oh. popularity of like uh, Uzi's album, because he, he, he dropped like two. Oh, okay. He dropped like one mm-hmm. first week and then a, the set and then an EA. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not EA, uh, Love vs. the World 2 the, the next week. And that just like went crazy on the like sales sales wise. So a lot of artists are probably just thinking like, hmm, maybe if I drop like a bunch of you know extra throwaway songs with like features, I can go, I can get like, crazy numbers, something like that. But I mean, I'm I'm all for it if uh, you know artists want to you know keep promoting themselves, keep dropping heat. I mean, I, I support. And if they're good songs too, it, it just can't. Yeah, then why yeah, not? it just has to be quality, quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Is is my whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. You can't just like throwing on like whatever. And they're expecting it to sell. I mean, your fans are going to like it, but at the end of the day, it is, you know, part of your music, so part of your craft, so you have to take it a little bit, a little bit seriously. Yeah. I can see this getting kind of, um, I hope it doesn't get like this, but, you know, video games uh, have kind of an issue where they have, like, the regular version. Of DLC. And the, the deluxe version, yeah. and oh, then yeah. the super deluxe collector's edition. Like, I kind of hope music doesn't get like that, where today, like, lock different types of songs behind like a paywall like i hope this trend of having a regular version the deluxe version doesn't become like a monetizing scheme to where you're you're locked to one type of i album. think you might have just spoke it into mm-hmm. existence <laughs> oh shit if you, you heard it here first if you if i did <laughs> i called it damn i yeah i didn't even think about that as a potential money grabbing scheme because what we use like we're, we're spotify and like apple music users right the typical streaming platforms and i guess like where the deluxe versioning comes in is people who actually like go out and buy physical copies right like i I don't know what the exact rationale behind um you know releasing these deluxe albums and you know the amount of royalties that uh like artists will get per stream on like a music platform like spotify or apple music but man money's everything (laughs) it really dictates i believe that i believe that per stream uh spotify each spotify stream is approximately 0.0037 i don't know i I have no idea some drastically small number and artists have to work like exponentially to get as many streams as they can to actually to have it amount to some actual real money and that doesn't account for Mm -hmm. the you know the label deals the percentages they got to pay the engineer the producer Mm -hmm. or whatever so it's a lot of politics that goes on when they try yeah Get their song, song up there. Yeah, actually, I did a, I did some uh, college report on Drake this one year, and actually learned that a lot of artists primarily get their revenue through touring, so oh. performances and shows. Yes. So that's where that's actually most of their money comes from. Maybe I know conspiracy theory. <laughs> Maybe they're just doing deluxe versions to compensate for not being able to go on tour and stuff. Hopefully that actually that, makes ma- that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> soon, soon you're gonna have uh, Spotify and then Spotify deluxe version where you can listen to all the deluxe versions of the albums first before regular Spotify. I feel like it's not even a conspiracy theory about the deluxe versioning though. Like that, that totally makes sense just from, I guess, like a profit perspective as an artist. Because mm-hmm. if you're like normally making however much from like touring one year. And then you have this mega virus that comes in and just ruins all your plans um, for basically the past five months. Uh, you have to do something to kind of compensate and make up that lost lost revenue. And releasing things like a talks album that may have like throwaway songs or um, maybe if you if you even had the attention of originally releasing a deluxe album, um, you know it's a pretty simple way to kind of make up for those those lost values so i I think that's very rational i guess it depends on also how much you get paid for like each show that you do Mm -hmm. so i know like some artists might get paid more popular artists are obviously going to get paid more because more people are willing to you know spend their money to see them but you know it's different for each artist Mm -hmm. i I was going to ask like what do you guys think what's your favorite album of 2020s Oh, or, or favorite or favorite project that has dropped this That's year. tough. While you've been quarantined. I don't remember. Well, like, 2020 has been long, man. What came out 2020? 
I can't say my favorite, but I can say that like honestly, in my opinion, Logic came out with like a good album compared to like huh. his past six. Or oh, whatever. Tiffany has some thoughts. <laughs> I I agree with. Actually, no. Honestly, okay. I didn't. Honestly, I like Logic, honestly, I don't even have thoughts. Like, I'm just a shit talker. You know, like I'm just a hater. Like, I haven't even listened to the Logic album. Like, I, you know, so you got it. Like, you got it. <laughs> I'm gonna let you have your opinion. I can dude. tell you. <laughs> I Is can this the tell retirement you that, album? Yeah, he's so. Yeah, oh, his, like, third mm. retirement album. No. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you that, like, yeah, so, like, his, his like, um ly- like lyrics probably still aren't as good as, like, Under Pressure just because he still does a lot of similes. Like, he says, like, four times a song. But I think I would say the production is definitely better than, like, I don't even remember what his last album was called. His last, was, like, like three albums artwork. before this one we don't talk about. <laughs> yeah, weren't that good. Yeah. This one was like it seemed kind of like more on track yeah. of what back to his roots under pressure mm-hmm. was like yeah um the production was good in general his i think his his lyrics were like better they weren't very like I'm I'm he didn't say his biracial <laughs> once so I'm, that's a <laughs> that's a good thing <laughs> he didn't try to say that I don't think he said the n word once what I mean which I guess he kind of can say it but he was kind of like kind of felt kind of weird in his last few albums kind of mm-hmm. said it like a lot <laughs> I mean, like he was trying to fit it in, but I mean, now but he's, he's biracial though. He's biracial. He's biracial. <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that till he said it in the last <laughs> ten albums. Um, yeah, but no, I think I I just think he did better. I guess maybe if like the past albums made my expectations for him go lower to where like I hear this one is pretty good, but I like. I did like it as well. I think <clears throat> it's it's a good homage to his old stuff and. Even if you don't think it's as good as like his mixtapes or Under Pressure, um, I think it's a good goodbye. And I, I'm I haven't been the lo- biggest Logic yeah. fan in a while, but it, it was a good good listen. I did like the Weekend album came out this year, right? Yeah, I like the Weekend yeah. album. What do you guys think about that? It's it was good. good. I like. Uh yeah, I like that the weekends album, and I also like uh EA, uh or or I, I oh, think yeah, I like yeah, Love yeah, Rage too. Yeah, yeah. I think I like Love. I think I like Love <laughs> Is Rage too. Or not not Love Is Rage too. Uh, is it Love Is Rage too that he dropped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Love versus the World. My bad. Uh, I think I like that one that the most. That's Love the second one. album he dropped. Yeah, yeah. That's the one with the the features. But I mean, he he did. Great on I think albums. I did like the second album better, if I'm remembering correctly. The second album was better because it had more. Um, I think it had like those a couple it of had, like really good songs that were kind of had like, a Kobe song. were looking for. Rest in peace too. Mm. It did. Rest in peace. I know. Damn, 2020 sucks. <laughs> yeah. Logic also um he got like an he also got like an exclusive deal on Twitch so this might oh. that this might actually be his last <clears throat> retirement album. He got is like he, a pretty big is deal. Is he good at Twitch. games? What is it? Wait, what is he uh, probably, probably not. I've seen him play some games. I don't think he was like amazing. I don't. I don't think he was amazing. Maybe he'll. I think he'll just try to be like more of an entertaining streamer. Right. He's just gonna kind of like, clout ride his name. Just hope that people watch him. Yeah, definitely. Like a lot of yeah. I mean, sure. I feel like that's a good next thing to pivot to, kind of relax compared to, um, you know putting out albums every year having yeah. to come out albums all the time so good for him i feel like streaming is in its own league though right like don't twitch streamers yeah. like those are they're actually like a very big like it is a yeah it's a huge platform yeah yeah like there's a lot of marketing and like a lot of stuff that goes on behind twitch yeah. streamers too it's a whole beast of its own but it's it's the same idea as like a you like a celebrity coming in and like creating a youtube channel so like jack black i I don't know if he's still like popular on youtube but i remember there was like a whole hype train around that um brie larson made a youtube channel i don't even know he's on youtube and people can have their thoughts about brie larson but you know because she's a celebrity people are just interested that she would like partake in um you know certain normal things like a youtube or a twitch in like logic's case (laughs) so i think with that it i don't want to say it gives them an unfair advantage because they've like worked hard to get to the point that they are in their fame 
and they just want to explore other options. But at the same time, you know, people on these platforms have also worked very hard to get to the point that they were that they're at right now and didn't start off like with the fame that someone like a logic or a Brie Larson would have. So it's an interesting paradox um, to think about when you're considering people who like, came up from the bottom and people are just coming in and meet that same level of fame that other like famous people on that platform have met and worked hard to get to. Yeah. That's a good point. My last question to you guys, I guess before we, we end is what streaming platform do you guys use? This is very important. I personally use Spotify for music. I use Apple music. Oh, oh Tiffany. Okay. You use Oh, Azichi said, said he used, used Apple, Apple Music, music too. too. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I same, use Apple Music too. We said it at the too. same time. I'm not ducking. Yeah, I'm not ducking the smoke. Uh, <laughs> I, use Spotify. <laughs> I use Spotify too. Because I thought, I think, I feel like Spotify is more comfortable, wouldn't you say, <sighs> yeah. Tiffany? Like, I have, like uh, to me, it feels more comfortable. Yeah, Spotify, I would, my dream job is to definitely work for Spotify. That would Spotify be awesome. is a, the the, inter- the interface the the experience that it creates i mean their their branding their marketing it's uh, it's so clean but honestly i'm just in too deep with apple music and it's just also i so uh, I, sorry also i was gonna say like i just i don't know like sometimes on my phone like i just like the default apps like i'm not like notes you know like notes and like photos and stuff like, i'm not gonna download a third-party app for like notes and like photos yeah. and when I first got my iPhone, I think I felt that way. Like, I was just like, oh, it's already on my phone, so I might as well just, you know, use it type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. So but, you just kind of keep Apple Music because you just you just have your playlist and stuff on there, like, or you're yeah. like, accustomed to you. Yeah. That makes and sense. honestly, I know, I know there are softwares that can transfer everything to Spotify. Like, I know it's out there. I know it <laughs> exists, but uh, I'm just... I'm just being a lazy. No, it's it's tough, <laughs> and I, you know, I think that's a a lot of the appeal of Apple Music. Like you mentioned, it's it's easy for iPhone users to just use off the bat, and like it's not it's not horrible. Like I was an Apple Apple Music user, um, back in the day, and I when I mean back in the day, I meant like no, back it's in terrible. high school. I don't think it's terrible. It's but terrible. Spotify isn't. No, because you I hated s- it. You haven't seen the new. Oh, interface. that's that's like true. The interface of Apple Music back in high school was actually really nice, but now it sucks. Oh, it, da- it downgraded. Sucks. I hated <laughs> it during college. I only had Apple Music because the Drake albums came out first. <laughs> the thing is, it only came Apple out like Music. a day earlier. <laughs> but I hated. So it's not. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like I didn't like people listening to it, and I couldn't. But I, I, I honestly <laughs> didn't like it. It, I mean, it was just like it felt weird to me. Spotify was so it's much cleaner. Cleaner, yeah. I don't remember why I got um, Apple Music. I think there was like some exclusives that were like on Apple Music at the time when I was like considering which music platform to get. But like I don't know. I think Spotify has all of them now too. So it doesn't. Yeah. How much is uh, Spotify actually in comparison to Apple? Nine ninety nine. I'm about to get the student oh, one. Oh, that's though. true. Wait, <laughs> yeah. I can get the student one too. <laughs> I st- I still reuse my I still reuse. Oh my yeah. Size you, Chris. That, that. I still reuse my email for student discount. It cut it cut it cut my student one out. I don't know how you're still getting that. I'm <laughs> that was probably one of the biggest disappointments of Relax. graduating from college. Just seeing that like music subscription price double, <laughs> such a gut punch. Don't you? And you get Hulu right with? Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah with the student. Thing. Oh my god. I was a student, but it's like the basic like. Is it add? It's add Hulu commercials. Yeah, with the commercial <laughs> is dead. I I recently. I don't want to say recently. A few months ago, I upgraded to like no commercials, and the experience has just been game changing. Who know? Who knew that like taking out ninety second commercials every like seven minutes or so during an episode would be like have such an impact? But it really does. I highly recommend. But it is pricey for Hulu. Tiffany, thank you for for joining us today. I think this was a you you added a lot of value and that's a weird thing to say <laughs> but this is this was some good conversation no. <laughs> the part of that was was kind of weird i feel like um but thank you for joining us and hopefully you can join us in the future for for more of these we we plan to have more guests if not tiffany a lot more too so look forward to those but 
until next time, this is Chris. This is Ichi. This is Irv. And this yes, is okay. I'm, I'm glad you caught on to that. <laughs> yeah, but again, no. But I don't even. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to say <laughs> that's good. No, no, no. I expected you to, so it worked out. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, you just you were going into your outro, and I was like, oh, let me. <laughs> but I just wanted to say thank you guys for having me. I was like really nervous coming on here, but it definitely no, you felt killed it. Really casual. You and I, I had so much be. fun, and I was really excited. Like I literally was so excited for this. <laughs> like I literally asked Chris. Like I was so excited. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for having me and welcoming me. And I always definitely feel welcomed. Anytime, Tip. But, and until next time, yeah, we don't know that. <laughs>